Hello and welcome to the St Emlyn's podcast. I'm Simon Carley and today I'm talking to you on my own about a subject which is very dear to my heart. It's the planning for major incidents and in particular the ways that we can make ourselves a little bit more efficient about how we alert people. So there's been quite a few major incidents in the UK of late. There's been the terrorist attacks in London and of course in Manchester with the Ariana Grande bombing at the Manchester Arena. And one of the things that we've discovered and one of the challenges that we've always had in major incident planning is about coordination and alerting of staff when an incident occurs. And traditionally, the model for that has been the telephone cascade model. And that involves, essentially, you find out that a major incident has happened, somebody phones switchboard, switchboard phones a key person in each department, so say the senior surgeon on duty, and then it's that person's responsibility to phone them, all the other people in that department to get them to come in. And we've always had concerns about this because it's not a terribly efficient way of doing things. It relies on people keeping up to date lists. It requires people knowing who's on call, who's away, who's on holiday, all of that kind of stuff. And it's quite difficult. And it's also it's a one at a time process. So you have to phone one person and then another person and another person. And we know that this has been an issue in the past. We know we've had problems with it. People have tried things like pages in the past, but we know that they can sometimes go down in major instance and not everybody has a pager, so it doesn't work. It's usually okay for clinical staff, but for non-clinical staff who are just as important in a major instance, they may well not be able to get that. Now, of course, one of the crazy things about the world now is, particularly if you work in the NHS, is you have this situation where you go to work and you use really archaic technology. So things like pages and fax machines and computers, which are still running Windows from 1998. And then you come home and you've got WhatsApp and a mobile phone, Slack or Yammer. You've got instant messaging. You've got Snapchat. You've got Instagram. You've got all of these fantastic communication tools, which are designed, if you think about it, to keep people in communication and also to permit two-way calls that go on. So it's pretty clear, and there's been some stuff in the press by people like Helgi Johansson and by David Oliver in the BMJ talking about this, the fact that we've now got technology which can do things better. And I think we do need to adopt this around major instance. So there is a blog on this if you want to go onto the site. But for something like the Ariana Grande concert bombing, if that goes off at sort of half 10 at night, which it did, you only really got two consultants in the department and that's not enough. And you need to get um, other staff in as well. So consultants, nurses, junior staff to get things coming in. And it just doesn't work. So what's happened, and it's really accelerated beyond the legislation, is people using things like WhatsApp, Slack, Yammer to communicate. And in most places now that I speak to people, in most specialties, people have communication groups to organize their lives, to organize teaching, to organize rotors. So there's already an established network of communication that exists between groups. So even our juniors will have communication groups to organize teaching, to organize revision, to organize exam practice. Those are all systems which could be used in a major instance. So here's a few thoughts from me, having given this quite a lot of thought with the forthcoming HMIMS, a hospital major incident management, medical management and support course, which I wrote with Kevin McRae-Jones coming up. We've integrated this into the course, but I think we can do a podcast to get it up and running. So here's my few thoughts. If you want to do this well, if you want to make it work really well, my feelings. Number one, set up a dedicated group for the major instance or for really serious stuff. The reason why I say that is most communication groups have a lot of chit chat about various different stuff, day-to-day things, social stuff. And that's okay. 
But many people want to turn that off when they go home. They don't want to be bothered by work all the time. It's actually good for your mental health to be able to turn off. So you can have a system where you have chit-chat going on all the time. And then when you come home, you can turn that off, you can mute it. But you should have probably one group which is dedicated to making sure that if something really big happens, that everybody hears about it. So we have a major incident group. It has a different ringtone. It has a different symbol at the front of it. So we know that if something goes off, it's very significant. It'll be a significant illness or, an, or a local major incident or a, or a regional major incident would happen. So set up a separate group and then decide who you're going to put in there. Set up the different ringtones so that you know what it is. And if you want to know how to do that, you can go to the blog and work it out. And then set some ground rules about what goes on this group. So basically keep it for major incidents or other really time critical, highly important messages. All means have another one for general banter, have another one for day-to-day -day practice, but set up something separate. So what about actually using it during an incident? Well, it's not perfect. We found that in Manchester. Um, some people don't have their WhatsApp on at night. That's okay. And I think you have to understand that that happens. And you, you, you can't get away with it. But it's still going to be better than traditional systems because it's one call will actually activate potentially large numbers of people in your system. So we also need to be mindful that the person who's actually in the department probably doesn't want to spend all their time replying to WhatsApp messages because what's going to happen is they're going to send out one message and then all of a sudden lots of people are going to go, what's going on? Do I need to come in? Do I need to stay at home? When do you want me in? Where do you want me to go? That kind of stuff. So here's another few tips. If you're the first person who's declaring the major incident, then it's probably worth spending a little bit of time to do something which is a little bit structured in what it, you want to get across. So instead of just saying major incident declared everybody in, perhaps you wanted to say something along the lines of, well, you can use systems like the chalet system, or we use what's called the methane system. So a major incident declared, the exact location, the type of incident, the hazards, access, the number and severity of live casualties, and what emergency services are required. In this case, what do you need to come in? It'll probably take you about 60 seconds to two minutes to type that in, but that will be incredibly useful information for everybody else who's interested in what's going on. So once that's declared, once you've done it, set it off because you're the person in the department doing it, then I think somebody else should probably volunteer to collate and to take over running the chit chat going backwards and forwards because you're going to be busy setting up for the incident itself. So they should be looking for things like who can respond, how quickly they can respond, how many actually need to come in now, how many need to, to stay back so that you can continue the incident coverage for the next 24 to 48 hours. And then lastly, another top tip, you... I know WhatsApp is a secure system. I know it's private messaging, but everything that you put on, I think you have to be prepared for and accept that everything that you put on there will be releasable at a later date if there's any inquiry, and there usually is. Now, I actually think that's a real bonus. Some people might be scared of it, but actually I think it's a huge bonus because every time you put something through an electronic system, it's going to have a timestamp on it and you'll know who it's gone to and who knew what was going on. That's really important. And I think... If you're writing your log and you're writing your incident report later, things like the electronic stamping of communication and times and events can actually be very helpful when you're doing that. So that's it, really. It's not particularly complex. It's not particularly difficult to do. But I do think with a little bit of thought in advance, you could perhaps set this up. So there we go. My advice, you need to do this. You probably need to make sure that you can do it legally. If you can't do it legally, you need to think really hard about what you're going to do. I have no doubt that the current system that recommends a telephone cascade system using old technology is just 
it's not fit for purpose in the modern age. So really give this a thought. If you haven't done it, do it already. If you want to know how to do it, visit the St. Emlyn's blog, look up, got all the tips, the tricks, all the ways to set it up on there. So thank you for your time. Give it a whirl. I hope you never have to use it.